Let's turn to Genesis chapter 1, titled today, Let Us Make Man in Our Image. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 to 27. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him. Male and female, he created them. In the image of God, in his own image. Then verse 26 again, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. That was the declaration of God over Adam and Eve and to be the declaration over all people. And that declaration has never been rescinded. The Lord is still speaking that word today. Let us make man in our image. Let us make woman in our image. Let us make every person in our image and after our likeness. It's an ongoing declaration. And when this word came into my spirit in recent days, it shot some adrenaline into my soul and some courage into my spirit. God is still saying, let us make man in our image. And this morning, I want you to put your name in there. Put your name in there like I'm going to put my name in there and say it softly. The Lord said, let us make Ron Steinbrenner in our image and after our likeness. Let's give him a spirit that is filled with the knowledge of God. Let's put the word of God in his life. Let's put strength into his life. Let's give him a character that is holy and righteous. Let's give him emotions that are sound and stable. Let's give him a mind that is set on things above. Affection set on things not on this world, but on things above. Let's give him a will that is pliable, that's sensitive, that's quick to obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. Let's give him a soul like that and Let's give him a body that is able to be strong and be healthy and to carry out the will of God. For as your days, so shall your strength be. Let's give him a body that is able to carry out the will of God until the day he exits this world into the presence of the eternal God. God is saying, let us make man in our image. Let us make man in our image. Receive that into your spirit today. The Lord is saying that word into your spirit. It's a creative word into your life. And when you hear that word, all of a sudden you are struck by the responsibility of it. I must cooperate with God. God said, let us make man in our image. Now God wants me made in his image. How can I cooperate with God to make sure that I develop in my spirit, my soul, and my body in the image and likeness of the Lord? When man sinned and fell by disobedience, the image of God was marred and shattered. And man became a pitiful shadow of who he was meant to be. Man outside of God, now stumbling along in, in the darkness of sin, in ignorance, not understanding the ways of the Lord, the kingdom of God. Man with a broken personality, with emotions that govern his life, with a will that is rebellious and hard with a body that is given over to things that destroy it. But God's word has never been 
forsaken or abandoned. His will he has never abandoned. He said, let us make man in our image. And that is what God is working in each one of our lives. Every person, every normal person knows they were made for something higher, to be freer, to be more glorious. And our only answer is in a man who was nailed to the tree. Our only answer is in Jesus Christ the Lord. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the Zoe, I am the God life. No one comes unto the Father but by me. Well, let's look at a few scriptures this morning. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 10. The Bible says we put off the old man and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. This new man of righteousness, this new creation we are in Christ Jesus is being renewed in knowledge according to the image and likeness of God, the one who created this new person. Ephesians 4, 24, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. This new man created according to God, the image of God. 2 Corinthians 3.18, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image. Beholding the glory of the Lord, we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, As we have borne the image of the man of dust, so we shall bear the image of the heavenly man, the man from heaven. As we've borne the image of the earthy, we shall bear the image of the heavenly. God is bringing a new creation forth in our lives. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 to 24 says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. What a prayer over our lives. Now the very God of peace sanctify you completely. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Let us make man in our image. That's God's word over you this morning. It's a prophetic declarative word. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. The Bible says, even though we've fallen into sin, now the Lord has made us a new creation in Christ. He is raising us up together with Christ. The Bible says that Jesus Christ on the cross was wounded for our transgressions. The chastisement of our peace, our tranquility, our character, our soul, our quiet, our shalom. The chastisement of our shalom was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Spirit, soul, and body, God is working to bring forth his image in our lives. This morning I have three points. Number one, in Christ we are raised up to live in another kingdom. Raised up to live in another dimension, another kingdom. 
Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. It's in this world, but it's not of this world. He said to the religious leaders of his day, he said, the kingdom of God doesn't come with outward observation. He said, but the kingdom of God is among you. He said, the kingdom of God is within you. It's among you. Your eyes aren't open to see it, but there is a kingdom of God that is not of this world, but it's in this world. And we can step into that kingdom in Christ. We are raised up to live in that kingdom. John chapter 3 and verse 3. Jesus answered and said to Nicodemus, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God, this wonderful, marvelous spiritual dimension. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Nicodemus was longing for another chance at life. He said, if only I could get a second start. If only I could get a fresh start. He said, I look at my life. I've lived many years. I've made mistakes. I've dealt with human nature. I've dealt with myself. He said, oh, if only a man could have a second start. But Jesus said, it doesn't matter how many fresh starts you have. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. And Jesus said, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Once you're born again, once you die to yourself, forsake all and accept Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, once you repent of your sins and pledge allegiance to Jesus Christ to follow him all the days of your life, your eyes are opened and all of a sudden you see the kingdom of God and you enter the kingdom of God. Your eyes are open, your spirit is open. You can't believe what you're seeing but blessed are your eyes for they see and you see the kingdom of God you see in the spiritual realm you see the spiritual realities and you see it so clearly that you marvel at people that cannot see the kingdom of God whose eyes are closed and they stumble on in the darkness of this world and the darkness of their own personality the character that is of the lower nature of man you wonder why people cannot open their eyes to see the kingdom of God. But Jesus said, until you're born again, until you accept the message of the cross and the saving power of Jesus Christ, you cannot see that kingdom and you cannot enter that kingdom of God. I like the way Paul described the believers in, the, in his letters. He said to those that are in Christ at Colossae, to those that are in Christ at Ephesus. That's King James. New King James says to those who are in Christ in Colossae. In Christ at Corinth. So that a person is in another realm. It's not so important where we're at as who we're in. And if you're in Christ... It doesn't matter where you are in this world. You are living in another dimension. You are living in the kingdom and the power of the Lord. We're in Christ first and foremost. Wherever we are at, 
We are in Christ, and we live in the kingdom of God, in that beautiful, holy dimension with the Lord. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 to 6 says, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, in the spiritual dimension, in the kingdom of God. He raised us up and made us sit together in the heavenly dimension in Christ Jesus. You can't get any higher than that. The heavenly dimension in Christ Jesus. Colossians 1, 13. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. He has delivered us. It doesn't simply say He has taken us from the kingdom of darkness. We needed a rescue. He has delivered us. He has delivered us. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son or the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. These are the essential truths of the gospel. These are the truths of which we never tire. They are like the foods that we eat every day. They are the staple of life. There are certain foods that we eat day in and day out. We never tire of them because they're the essential foods of life. Sometimes we have special meals and special desserts, but there are the staple foods that keep us alive and keep us strong, and we feed on them every day of our life. What I've just shared again this morning are the essential truths of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We never tire of them. They are the staples of our life. Tell me the old, old story. We never tire of the redemptive truths of the gospel. How that in Christ we have been raised out of our sins and trespasses, out of darkness and bondage, and we've been lifted up to live in a kingdom. We now see and we have entered the glorious kingdom of God. Let us make man in our image. Let's lift man out of his sin. Let's bring him back to a relationship with God. Let him be sound-minded and let his heart be strong. Let his spirit be strong. Let him live in the presence of the Lord. Let us make man in our image. Number two, in Christ we are set free from the flesh life and the bondage of corruption. In Christ we are set free from the flesh life, the, the pull of the lower nature, and the bondage of corruption. The bondage of corruption. Because he that sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he that sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap life everlasting, endless life, and the fullness of the blessing of the Lord. In Christ, we are set free from the flesh life and the bondage of corruption. It's a terrible thing to be a slave of Satan, of sin, of self. It's a terrible thing to be dominated by the media and by the entertainment industry and the entertainment system of this world. 
It's a terrible thing to be enslaved by addictions and bondages and corruption and carnal attitudes, temper tantrums and the like. Our only answer is Jesus Christ to set us free from the bondage of Satan's sin and self. John chapter 8 and verse 31, Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, if you abide, if you stay close in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. If you abide in my word, if you center your life, if you involve your life with the words of the Lord, with the scriptures, with the power and inspiration of the scriptures, so that it becomes a living word inside you. If you abide in my word, you will know the truth. The truth will start to grow, and it'll start to guide your life, and it'll set you free in all ways. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, are we filled with the Holy Spirit? How full are we of the Spirit? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Or some translations, where the Spirit is Lord. Where the Spirit is Lord, and you're not. Where the Spirit is Lord, there is liberty. Galatians 5.1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Stand fast in the liberty of Christ. Do not be entangled with a yoke of bondage. Jesus Christ has set us free from the power of the flesh life and from the bondage of corruption. And if we stumble, if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ the righteous. There's one who pleads our cause and who is standing with us to help us overcome the flesh life, to help us overcome the bondages that bring us into corruption and defile our life. The Bible says if, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we confess, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. If any man sin, you don't have to sin. But if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Stay close to the Word of God. Stay close to the presence of Jesus. Stay close in the worship, worship and prayer atmosphere of the house of God. Stay close to the Holy Spirit and you will walk in the freedom of God. And if we stumble... If we falter, we have an advocate. We have one who cleanses us from sin. And when we fall and we stumble, we pick ourselves up in the Lord. If you stumble, pick yourself up in the Lord. Humble yourself. Repent. 
Say, I'm sorry, Lord. I don't want to walk that way. I don't want to fall in my sin. I don't want to make mistakes. Pick me up, Lord Jesus, and guide me on in your way. Job said, he that is righteous will hold to his way. He will hold to his way. And he that has clean hearts, hands will grow stronger and stronger. He will grow stronger and stronger. Sometimes in our weakness, we stumble. But the Bible says we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And if we will confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us from, for all our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I love Micah 7 and verse 8. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Don't allow your struggle for victory, your struggle for an increased faith and sanctified life and greater power in God, don't let that struggle for that victory discourage you to the point where you give up hope because hope is never lost and Jesus Christ is for you. He's saying this morning, let us make man in our image. Wherever you've fallen, if there's been a sin in your life, if there's been a disobedience, if there's been something you regret in your life that you have done in the last few days or the last few weeks and you're under condemnation and you're broken down in your spirit wondering if you can live this holy Christian life, look to Jesus this morning. There's no help in yourself. Come out of the condemnation. Look to Jesus Christ, your Lord, and say, Lord, you lift me now. I accept your forgiveness, and I will grow stronger and stronger, and I will run this race with patience and perseverance to the glory of God. Hallelujah. In Christ, we are set free from the flesh life and from the bondage of corruption. Number three, in Christ, we can ascend the high hills of the earth. What a place to live. In Christ, we can ascend the high hills. We can live in the high places of the earth. That's a vision the Lord has for his people. Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. Let the, let's get them out of that earthbound state. They're so affected by the world around them. Let's let them experience what it means to walk in the high places. Proverbs 15 and 24 says, the way of life is above to the wise that he may depart from hell beneath. <laughs> the way of life is above. The way of life is above to those who are wise, to those who hear the wisdom of God, that they may depart from hell beneath the turmoil, all the discord, the strife, the disunity, the warring hearts, the criticisms, the subterfuge that goes on in the human realm. God says, the way of life is above to those who are wise. And he intends that we learn how to move into that life. Habakkuk the prophet, in chapter 3 of his book, 
spoke these words. He says, The Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like hind's feet, and he will make me to walk upon my high places. My high places. You have your own high places in God that you need to walk in. He will make me to walk upon my high places, he says to the chief singer on my stringed instruments. Habakkuk, as he wrote his book, was so perplexed and anxious, anxious about the future, especially the future, perplexed about life, discouraged, disheartened with the circumstances that were all about him and plaguing his own soul. And you know what the Lord said to him? Habakkuk, find some stringed instruments and get into the presence of some anointed worship leaders. He said, let's put this psalm I'm giving you, this song I'm giving you in your heart. I'm birthing a new song in you right now, Habakkuk. In the midst of your circumstances, if you'll open your ears to the Holy Spirit, I've got a song that I want to come up from you. Get into the presence of the worship of God. And he said, let's set this psalm to Shiganoth, is the Hebrew word, Shiganoth. It means let's set this song to wild, enthusiastic, triumphal music. But Lord, I'm so despondent, I don't even feel like singing. The Lord said, let's change these circumstances abruptly in your life. Let's set this song to wild, enthusiastic, triumphal music. Shiganoth, a wild, passionate song with wandering rhythms and rapid changes is what it means. Wild, passionate song with wandering rhythms and rapid changes a lot like we experience every sunday when we gather in tuesday nights when we gather and something happened to habakkuk as he was in the presence of that worship as he began to let that song and worship flow in his own life he said my i was so downcast he said my feet were so heavy because my heart was heavy so I was so earthbound, but he said, God has given me, God has given me the feet of a deer. In a few moments, I've, I've got the feet of a deer. All of a sudden, I'm light on my feet. All of a sudden, I'm nimble. All of a sudden, I'm as swift as the gazelles on the mountains, and I can ascend upward higher and higher where few men walk and live. I ascend into the high places of the earth. I walk in the presence of God. I live above. The way of life is above. To the wise. Isaiah 58 and 14, the Lord said these words, then you shall delight yourself in the Lord. He said, if you separate yourself to the Lord and call the Sabbath, call Sunday a holy day to the Lord. He said, I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. Then you shall delight yourself in the Lord. And I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. God wants his people to live high. God wants us to live in the high places, to ride the high heavens in the earth. Be lifted up by his presence and by his spirit. When we're downcast and when we're downtrodden and our shoes feel like lead, 
we know there's a place in God that we must ascend and that by the Spirit of God and grace of God, we can ascend higher and higher. This is not a mystery to us anymore. We know the principles of God. We know how to rise up in the Spirit of God and ascend and ride in the high places of the earth. Worship team, come. I want to close with Isaiah 40 and 31. It's familiar to all of us. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Shall renew their strength. There's not a person who doesn't need to be renewed from time to time. We need to renew our strength. Sometimes we feel weakness. Sometimes we feel the pressure of circumstances. We feel the fault of our own character and personality. We feel the disunity and disharmony of situations and relationships. There's not a person that doesn't need to renew their strength from time to time. And the Bible says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. The eagle is a special bird. It's the king of the birds. It doesn't flap its wings to rise in the air and stay aloft. The eagle is special, and eagle saints are special. Amen. The eagle waits on the crag, on the rock, and it's waiting for something. It's waiting for the wind. It's waiting for the wind. And when it feels the wind, and the Bible says those who wait on the Lord will mount up with wings as eagles. As we wait on the Lord, as we involve ourselves with God's presence, with his word, with his spirit, with his life, centering ourselves so vibrantly, so passionately in the presence of the Lord, something happens. We feel the wind of the spirit. The eagle, as it feels the wind with, with a mighty scream and a powerful thrust of its wings, it plunges off the rock. And the wind takes it from there. And it's one of the most beautiful sights you'll ever see in the heavens. The eagle soaring. The eagle soaring on the wings of the wind. Soaring up into the heavenlies, into the face of the sun. The Bible says, eagle saints, arise. Eagle saints, arise. On the wings of prayer and praise. You just stretch out your wings of prayer and praise in the presence of the Lord. And you'll be caught up. In the heavenly sound, you'll be caught up on the heavenly updrafts of the updrafts of the Holy Spirit to soar into the face of the Son of God and live life where it should be lived. The way of life is above to the wise. God said, Let us let us make man in our image, after our likeness. Can you feel it in your soul this morning? Can you feel it in your spirit? The yearning of God that you live in the image and the likeness of the Lord? In Christ, raised up to live in another kingdom, eyes open, to walk in spiritual realities and spiritual understanding. In Christ, free from the flesh life, free from the bondage of corruption, overcoming the lower nature that tries to dictate to us and tries to take claim and hold on our lives at times. In Jesus Christ, we are free. Jesus Christ sets you free. In Jesus Christ, we ascend and soar in the heavenlies, ascend to walk in the high places of the earth. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul said, his words were ministered in the prayer service this morning. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affection, set your mind, set your purposes on things above, not on things on the earth. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Hallelujah. Let's stand together this morning. Let us make man in our image. If you wish to this morning, say those words over your own life this morning. Put your name in there. Let us make in our image after our likeness. God wants to lead us on in the image of Christ to grow and develop be filled with the blessing and the fullness of the Lord.